the spouse that's requesting the change mm-hmm. has to be really, really clear with themselves about why they want this change. Mm. Because there's no way you're going to be able to explain to your in-laws why you're turning everything topsy-turvy unless you are very clear, first of all, with yourself about why you want this change. That makes sense. And we'll get to that aspect of it farther on in in our podcast. Mm -hmm. So I will answer your question now about how does it play out? Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, sort of one plus one equals two. I, <laughs> nobody likes change. Right. Especially not changing something that's been working. And as you said, yes, one of the wonderful things about marriage is the groove. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson joins us to explain what the pull of the familiar means. Essentially, things have always been done this way, so why are we going to mess with it? Dr. Noelle Nelson explains how this could sap your marriage. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined today by the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many, many best-selling books, uh, and you can find uh, her information on her website, noellenelson.com. And before we go, I do want to congratulate you, Noelle. You have just launched a brand spanking new right out of the wrapper podcast (laughs) called Up with an exclamation point, uplifting, inspiring, and practical. Uh, So congratulations on that. And um, as you were just telling me that people can find it on uh, iTunes and I'm assuming other podcast players as well. Pretty much everywhere, yeah. yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, go check that out once you're done listening to this, or maybe just hit pause on this one and go download that one uh, while you're at it. And uh, congratulations. Thank you so much, Steve. Uh, okay, so uh, we are going to talk about the pull of the familiar. Uh, we don't talk much about what to do when your marriage is going along blissfully because, you know, that's the goal. So what's really to talk about? Um But Noelle, you say there is an insidious saboteur that can slowly erode the bliss out of your marriage. Indeed. Indeed. And it is what I call the pull of the familiar, which comes under the heading of, we've always done it this way. It's worked just fine for us. Why are you messing with it? Mm, Okay. So, uh... That is <laughs> makes perfect sense to me. Um, can you give us an example of this? Of course. And everybody's gone through this, mm-hmm. I'm sure, in, in a number of ways. Uh, let's take Thanksgiving, okay? So on Thanksgiving, you and your spouse have always gone first to 
her parents' home for, you know, the main course, and then you've gone to your parents' home for the dessert and coffee and whatever, and you've been doing this for quite a while. And Mm -hmm. your spouse goes, you know, I think I'd like to reverse it. Mm-hmm. Let's go to my parents first and your parents second. And you're going, why? It's always worked this way. You know, why? Mm-hmm. Or uh, on Halloween, you've always gone to this, you know, fun costume party with a, a bunch of friends. And you've done that again for years. And matter of fact, you spend quite a few weeks planning your costumes. So they're really, you know, fun couple things and all that good stuff. And then your spouse announces to you about a month ahead of time, I don't want to. And you're like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Well, um, uh, why? We've always done it this way. Right. And I could go through a litany of these. Oh, here's one of my favorites. Which, <laughs> so you've watched Late Night together for the entire length, not only of your marriage, but of your courtship as well. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, your mate's going, mm, uh, you know, I think I'll pass and wanders off to another room and does something, reads, mm-hmm. fiddles around on the computer. And you're going, I'm lonely. What's with this? We've always done it this way. Come back. Right. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And very rare, Steve, is a spouse who goes, sure, honey, that sounds great. And happily goes along with the new plan. Mm-hmm. Way more common is Why? It was always working. We were always doing it this way. That is the pull of the familiar, that which is comfortable, well-known, well-oiled, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it just feels comfy. The, um, the, The insidiousness of this that I think you described, like that was your word that you shared with me for the outline. Yes. Um, I think it's a perfect word because it's not intentional. Oh no. Um, And the thing with marriage, one of the bonuses of marriage is the comfort and the rhythm of it that you don't have to question and concentrate every second of the day to see if you're going to make the right move. Uh, the fact that you're able to get into those grooves provides that level of comfort so this pull of the familiar seems uh, almost inevitable mm-hmm. be- because everybody will fall into it. Um, the thing that I am curious about, because as we know, uh, marriage is a relationship between two people and it is also re- a relationship with the surrounding network of people with them mm-hmm. um, in some manner at least. And so when you say... Uh, let's switch the holidays this year. It's not just that you have to have a conversation with your spouse. You have to figure out how to have the conversation with the family because it's not just your tradition in that regard. It's Mm -hmm. also their tradition. And Mm -hmm. so you're having to blow all of that up. So um, maybe I might stepped on what you were going to say, but so how do you, how does the pull of the familiar play out? Well, You've brought something up, which is very important, Steve, and before we go into how it plays out, is that the spouse that's requesting the change Mm -hmm. has to be really, really clear with themselves about why they want this change. Mm. Because there's no way you're going to be able to explain to your in-laws why you're turning everything topsy-turvy unless you are very clear First of all, with yourself about 
why you want this change. That makes and sense. we'll get to that aspect of it farther on in, in our podcast. Mm-hmm. So I will answer your question now about how does it play out? Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you know, sort of one plus one equals two. I, <laughs> nobody likes change. Right. Especially not changing something that's been working. And as you said, yes, one of the wonderful things about marriage is the groove. Mm-hmm. It feels wonderful because our world is complex enough, thank you very much. And so having to, you know, come, being able rather to come to a place where you don't have to question everything it feels terrific on top of all the other perks and the love and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So what does that, that change mean? Now we're in the land of what? Confusion, possibly anger, fear, frustration irritation, even resentment, and general upset. I would, Not, I, would, I would also add uncertainty. Absolutely, which for me comes under confusion, but absolutely mm-hmm. uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And it's not, Steve, this is what's interesting. It's not just for the spouse challenged by the requested or sometimes imposed change. Mm-hmm. It's also for the spouse who initiated it because, and if, he or she has not paid attention to what are going to be the emotional consequences of their change. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cause there's the person, the spouse, the family, the friends who are going to be impacted, but there's also the emotional consequences for all those individuals starting of course with the spouse. Right. I, um, thinking of what you brought up about the person who's requesting the change. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's interesting because so many times we have discussed how uh, couples get into the groove and then they just kind of put their relationship on autopilot and then, you know, decades pass by and then it's like, well, who are you? What am I doing with my life? All that kind of stuff. Correct. And um, it gets into the check-ins and it's almost like doing an audit on your relationship every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need to do it, every, you know, every day, every week, every month, but every once in a while, like, Hey, are we on the same page here? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, th- and in order to request that change, uh, hopefully they've, they've gone through that, that personal audit and said like, you know, why? So I think that was a really great point. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things, um, that you mentioned and the emotions that go along with it are fear. Um, how does fear get into this? Now, this is where the insidious nature really can upset the marital boat, so okay. to speak, which is it's very easy to spin into a downward spiral of fearful thoughts. So by the spouse who feels, I'm going to use the word deliberately, attacked by the change is, why now? What's really going on? Is he or she unhappy with other things in our marriage? Which actually speaks to what you were saying, Steve, about the audit. Mm-hmm. Because too few couples, I mean, they're comfy, it's happy, why bother? You don't want to rock the boat kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when something like this comes along, if that audit hasn't taken place, it's, okay, so what else? Are they having an affair? That, that's usually the first thing that goes through people's mind. <laughs> they're, 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 they're having an affair, uh, therefore they don't want to watch late night with me because they're going to go sneak off and I don't know, have a chat with their lover or whatever. Does that Uh, say something just out of curiosity? Does that say something about the relationship that their mind would go to almost a worst case scenario like that? No, it says something more to the nature of the human beast, which is survival is paramount. (laughs) It's what 
what what psychologists refer to, and especially in my my role as a trial consultant, as the reptilian brain. Right. In other words, that that's that's the go-to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 you know, your child is sick. Where, where do you go? They're gonna die. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The chances are pretty good that it's just a cold, <clears throat> etc. Right. And of course, you're gonna take it seriously. I'm not meaning to in any way uh, dismiss the of potential. Uh, a gravity of a situation. But that is our survival brain. So yes, that's the first place we go because it is for most couples, I wouldn't say more terrifying than the person's going to die, but it's more present. Yeah. Especially if you've been in the groove where things well, have been comfy, comfy. Well, I, I mean, even with death, not, uh, as awful, uh, and permanent <laughs> as it yeah. is, um, there's no betrayal there. Uh, which you have to work through regardless uh, right. if there was some sort of cheating that happened. Correct. So that, I mean, the emotions make sense to me. This is, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. So that's, that's, that's just on the side of the spouse who feels it attacked quotes mm-hmm. unquote. Mm-hmm. But then what about the spouse who requested it? Where does the fear come in for them? And it usually comes in under the heading of why doesn't he or she understand that things change? I can't be expected to be or like everything I was or liked two, five, ten years ago. What's wrong with them? Mm-hmm. See, that's where that audit again, or paying attention to the fact that we do change and grow. Mm-hmm. Most people are not still crawling and feeding themselves, you know, by smacking carrots on their nose. Most people are are upright for the most part. <laughs> and know how to feed themselves. For, again, I say for the most part because yeah. people with disabilities are in of a different course. situation. Of course. But, but in other words, we change and grow constantly through life. Mm-hmm. And the most damp, not the one of the most damaging things that one can do to oneself, especially in the context of the marriage, is to deny that, ignore it, dismiss it. Yeah. Um, having, uh, as a society, gone through a pandemic where everything was forced to change. Do you, do you think, um, the process of change for at least this generation of people who have lived through this will be easier or more acceptable because everything got tipped up on, up on its head, uh, and they, they've been through it and they realize that, you know, barring, any health concerns, obviously like the change itself wasn't the end, end all. You will probably have the same two groups of people that we have today, which is (laughs) the optimists that are going, see something good came out of this, even though it was absolutely horrific to live through. Mm -hmm. And the pessimists who are going, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. I told you so. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I think that it's kind of like swing voters. Some people will now veer more on the side of the optimist, and some people will tip more into the, the side of the pessimist. But I don't think that the pandemic as a whole, has helped people as a whole to recognize that change can be valuable. Got it. Okay. No. Sorry. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, as you just described, uh, change happens. Change is inevitable, basically for everyone, regardless of the pandemic or not. Yeah. Um, that's called growth. Um, 
so what's the solution? Because it can't be uh, that we will never change, and specifically within a relationship, that things won't change. So what what what's the uh, what's the solution here? Well, we're back to our old friend, Steve. Communication. Mm. There is nothing that will replace the benefit of communication within a marriage. And frankly, it starts with communication with yourself. Mm-hmm. To be clear about why you are making the decisions you are making, why you are requesting the change you are requesting. That's number one. Communicate with yourself, for heaven's sakes. I don't care if you have to do it in a journal um with a counselor, with a friend, whatever, but get clear, get clear, get clear. That's number one. And secondly, have a a good background, if you will, of communication with your spouse such that instead of waiting until there's a dramatic change going to take place, like I'm not going to watch the late night with you anymore, (laughs) Uh is, is share your feelings as you go through your day, your week, your month, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, sweetie, I've been feeling lately like I, I'm not really all that into whoever, blah, blah, and late night. I kind of I kind of think about it too much when we go to sleep. I can't get to sleep. So I'm thinking maybe I'd like to blah, blah, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, and that way it's not this sort of shocking change because right. we really don't mind when we understand. Yes. We may not like. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But that's way different than having the saboteur at work in our marriage. Right. So communicate. And then, of course, there's a communication that has to occur with, as you pointed out, Steve, so accurately, the family, if it's a it's a holiday thingy, or the friends or whatever. And again, as long as you're clear and you've been all along sharing how you feel, what you're thinking, and that sort of thing with your spouse, then frankly, the two of you together are going to explain it to whomever. Mm-hmm. And, and they don't have to accept it either, no, which is fine. Uh, it might not be comfortable, but that, but it's fine. Right. Um, and it's funny, the, um, the, the, the explanation you just gave about kind of, uh, understanding why you want the change. So, mm-hmm. um, I know someone who w- was telling me that they used to at night, they would, uh, they would sit on the couch and knit while their spouse watched the late night shows as you were describing mm-hmm. and they just, uh, and it was just kind of like the groove that they found themselves in. And then they realized like, you know, like Adam, I'm not like actually watching TV and I'm not into it. And I actually prefer like writing or doing something like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and so they tried to think about like, why was it that they were doing what they were doing? And it was like, Oh, because they wanted to be with their spouse And that was why. And so they, you know, verbalized their needs and expressed why and what, and they made a change. And then they, you know, they started doing more of the writing and being productive, using those hours to be productive in the way they wanted to be productive, and then found other times to spend with their spouse to -hmm. fulfill that need as well. So I think that was interesting. Well, it's more than interesting, Steve. It's an absolutely beautiful example of how this can work mm-hmm. to the benefit of everybody. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to point out is we we keep talking about how the person who requests the change needs to understand why. And then I think on the flip side, the person who, because I think when you present change to somebody, the automatic reaction is uh, to repel change. Yes. And, um, and so I think the first step in that is to consider well, why am I so resistant? What is it that I'm trying to hold on to? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that person, the recipient of that change request needs to also be just as thoughtful as to why, why am I holding on to this? Why don't I want that change to ha- happen? Um, and then once you can work through that, then, you, you know, the communication will be much more productive between the couple. Absolutely. And again, I think the example that you brought of the, the knitting spouse and the, and the TV watching spouse is it, it sounds like the one that the, 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 the TV watching spouse realized, well, you know, I'm resisting this basically because I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. But, and so it's the, I want to be with you that allowed for a productive change. Yes. Which is yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, they were, they, it was, uh, one person needed to wind down. One person wanted to be more productive, but they both wanted to spend time with each other. And so they had to figure out like how they could accomplish both goals. And that of course is a a beautiful, um, communication thing, which is find your common ground. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have anything else. (laughs) Any more (laughs) thoughts on this? Did you have any other thoughts to add to this conversation? No, I just think it's, uh, I want to reiterate your idea, your thought of an audit, because even though I'm not crazy about the word, because it's awfully IRS-y, we need to find another word for it, Steve, but a check-in perhaps, something like that with your spouse. Okay, how are we doing? Uh, Anything, you know, kind of like you go over the family budget once a month. Right, right. (laughs) It it, it may sound... um, I don't know, structured beyond belief, but it's a really good idea. Kind of like date nights are great mm-hmm. for another reason. Right. You know, we, we do need to, to do those check-ins, uh, emotional, romantic, whatever, so that our blissful marriage not only stays blissful, but can grow and change in a blissful way as we as individuals grow and change. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing I, I did actually just remember that I wanted to bring up and it's, it's a, it's a phrase that has really stuck with me. And I heard it on this, on this podcast, um, uh, from, uh, I don't think it was you. I think it was, uh, Karen Sherman, Dr. Karen Sherman. Um, but it, it's this concept of slide versus decide. Um, oh, that's great. And how uh, couples so often, and this happens with um, cohabitation, where they just kind of slide into marriage versus those who actively decide sure. to marry and out of convenience and things. And I think so much, I think that phrase applies to so many things in life yes. where we just slide into these comfort zones, we slide into these habits um, as opposed to taking an active role in deciding who we are, what we want to be how we want to do it, all that kind of stuff. And, um, that, that phrase just kind of like rings in my head constantly about being, um, aware and present, uh, in Absolutely. the decisions that happen during the day. So that is brilliant. That is truly brilliant. Hopefully that helps somebody else out there as well. Um, Okay. Well, with that, we will button this one up. So thank you so much for your time, Noelle. um, And congratulations on the new podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, So before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, a clinical psychologist, consultant, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, uh, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Uh, Her most recent is Happy, Healthy, Dead, Why What You Think You Know About Aging is Wrong and how to get it right. Um, She has a uh, group on Facebook called Meet the Amazings that tells uh, some really great little stories of people uh, who are up there in age, 80, 90, 100 plus years old, doing really, really remarkable active things, um, physically active, um, uh, 
Matthews. Anyways, I can't I can't recommend it enough. It's very uplifting, and when we all need some uplifting information, so uh, check it out. Happy Healthy Dead. Uh, of course, you can get this information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com. And as I mentioned, uh, Noel has a new podcast out. Uh, you can find it on all the major podcast players, including iTunes. It is called Up with an exclamation, uplifting, inspiring, and practical. So with that, we are going to call this one an episode. And until next time, take care, everybody. We look into each other's eyes. We know that it's showtime. 